Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This podcast is a part of the Dragon Suplex Podcast Network. Find us wherever you get your podcasts and visit us at chopskicksandnearfalls.com for daily articles about wrestling from around the globe. Hello, ladies, gentlemen, and everybody inside and outside of the gender spectrum, and welcome okay, back wait, to. Wait, 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 Alex, what? you're gonna have your 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 mic just started going in and out like crazy as soon as you started saying the intro. So you might want to like leave and join again or something. I don't know. Sorry, it's not my fault though. But I'm just saying. Better. Uh, say like a sentence. Hello, Dylan. Yeah, it. I don't know. Like it, it cut out in the beginning. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Let's, we could just. It doesn't. We'll do it. We're good. <sighs> Hello, ladies, gentlemen, everybody inside and outside of the gender spectrum, and welcome back to Stardom Quest, the best weekly Stardom podcast in the world. I think. <laughs> I forget the intro. I've, I've I'm, my flow is gone. Um. I'm as well. Yeah, you, you, you're still. I don't know if it's my phone or your phone. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hold on. Let me. Let me. I. I. I know. I'm. Is it better now? Hello. Are you okay? I. I hope. I hope so. Oh my god. Okay. Um. Okay. You sound. Yeah. You sound better. All right. Great. So it was your fault. It might have been. I don't know. It, okay. I'm just great. hoping it was my fault because then I can change it. It seems like a. Very. Let's not talk about it. Do the intro. Hi, Dylan. Hi, Dylan. Hi, Alex. Um. Hi, guys. Uh, I've been watching a lot of Mizkif lately. Um. I have not watched any Stardom until last night. Um. I haven't watched anything. I haven't watched most. I haven't really watched any wrestling. I've just been watching a loser on Twitch.tv. Um. And if that says anything about me, it says that I am a sad person. Um. But. We're here to talk about wrestling and not my uh, severe depression and anxiety. So let's get into it. Totally. Um, so the the main news coming from the world of stardom is that um, Konami's return has been postponed. I think she was like rehospitalized um, after kind of getting better, so she's off the uh, the next two shows. I think she's still on the card for Kawasaki Super Wars. But um, yeah, you know, she, she might be removed from that as well, uh, closer to the day. Yeah, it's really a shame. Um, 
don't know, she it said that she was getting better, but then I don't know where she sort of had to go back to the hospital. So, of course, hopefully, um, she recovers well and doesn't rush things. But um, I don't know. It's it's getting worrying because usually when there's a setback like that, it gets more worrying than if they're just out for an extended period of time. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Whereas like yeah. with with Julia, you sort of know like okay, she won't be here until at least late December. But if like every week Julia was like, oh, I'm coming back, but then something stopped her, it would get more worrying, in my opinion. Like that, it just gives me more uh, worry. So hopefully nothing, you know, postpones it any further. Hopefully she's recovering well, and um, hopefully all goes well for Konami. Yeah, you don't really want to mess with that kind of stuff with um. Uh, I can't remember what it exactly it was, but it seems to be something a digestive issue. Um, so you don't yeah. really want to mess around with those. Yeah, for sure. It was it's something to do with her abdomen. Um, that's messed up, but I don't really remember what it is either. No. Um, yeah, we're both very bad at this. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, maybe I'll just hand over to you to kick the uh, the next part off. Damn. So I really am just in charge of the segment. Okay. Um, so. I, my dog stepped on my control. Okay, what? That doesn't matter. Um, so we don't have. A, we thought we didn't have a lot to do this week. Um, we, it, Kawasaki's next week. We sort of forgot about that, but we'll do that in our time. Doesn't matter. We're doing a Q and A segment this week. Um, woo, yay, woo. Um, if you didn't see it, uh, go follow VTG Pod um on Twitter because sometimes we ask for questions and whatnot. We also post updates on about victory through guts. Um, which is actually coming out hopefully this week. So stay tuned for that. Besides the point. Um, we have a few questions. I have all of them written down because Alex is lame and decided to drop this all on me. Uh, so to start, I actually really like this. Don't don't even say a fucking word. To start, I, I want to start this with <laughs> with a question from Reshi. Uh, it's it's basically if you can give licensed music to one member of each faction in Stardom, what would it be? Um, how do you want to do this? Do you want to go? Because I know that you're all over the place. Do you want me to say mine, or do you want to like go through each faction and we take turns? How would you like it? That wait, wait, hold on, wait. <laughs> Did I read the question completely wrong? Hold on here, hold on. Oh fuck, Alex. Oh shit, yeah. If you could give it to a member of each faction, oh, <laughs> I thought it was like you pick one faction and give everybody in it. No. Oh no. God, Alex. <laughs> I'm so stupid. Okay. All right. Well, then I'm going to say all of mine and then you'll get to say you'll you have a couple minutes to think, okay? All right. Okay. Okay, so um for Queen's Quest, I chose Azumi. Um and Azumi obviously has the um Evangelion gear. She's been wearing it for like a year and a half now. So I picked The Cruel Angel's Thesis by Yoko Takahashi. Um it's a great song. It's one of my favorite songs ever. Um, and it's still one of the greatest animes of all time. So I think that fits. I think her coming out, like, with, like, the, the music is so, like, godly. It's, I don't know, it would look really, really cool. Um, for stars, I picked Saeeda. Um, I was kind of choosing between um, MLS by Gorillaz featuring JPEG Mafia or um, Harambe by Dumbfounded. You people probably don't know at least half of these artists because I am very specific with what I listen to. Um, MLS by Gorillaz has this point where, like, the beat drops after they say Super Gorilla. And it's, like, really, it's a really cool. I really like it. So I think that would really fit her. And it's a bit uptune in comparison to the Harambe song that I was talking about. That's a bit more, uh, uh, 
surprisingly, it's a bit more heavy um, in the rap type thing. Um, up next is a way to tie. I honestly just want Saki Kashima to have my emblem back because um, I miss that song. I miss the original. Um, but if you can't pick that, then uh, probably probably Ruka taking like a MF Doom song. I feel like that would be really, really cool. Um, like modern day mugging with uh, Victor Vaughn. I was just listening to that album last night. It was very good. Um, and I think her with like a, a old school rap tune would be really, really cool and really funny. Um, for Kozen, I just, I, I couldn't really think of anything. So I put Tam Nakano Dancing Queen by ABBA. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's at this point that I just like stopped trying. Because um, <laughs> I was just like, I don't know. Like she knows how to dance. Like it's a good song. I, 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 jam, I jam to it. I get like, I don't know. Um, so yeah, Tam, she is not 16, she is, or 17, I forget how fucking old the song says, uh, she's actually like 33, um, but you know, it, it <laughs> you could always be a dancing queen. Um, for DDM, I, I chose, um, Jumbo, and I would have her come out to Soda City Funk by Tim Legend. Have you ever heard that song? No. It's a really, really cool, like, future funk song, and I feel like it, like Jumbo's current theme song is like has that like party like future funk type of vibe, and I feel like that song is just like I feel like So Say Funk would like fit her entrance vibe perfectly, and it would be it, I just fucking love that song to death. Um, and then also an honorable mention is Lady C. I would have her come out to Make No Sense by NBA Youngboy because she is feeling like she's Big Show back in two thousand and six. Blah blah blah. You know, instead of Gucci Mane, it's have you ever heard that? You you probably have no idea what the fuck I'm saying right now. Um. But also Lady C coming out to NBA Youngboy, fucking hilarious. Like, it, it would be great, man. I would love that. And that is my, right. that is my list. Okay. That was a fun time. Um, <laughs> my, mine's just going to be completely um, thrown together here. Okay, so for DDM, I would have Siri, and I would give her Crazy Train, I think. Because <laughs> um, I, I feel like that would fit her, her vibe, because she's a bit nuts. Yeah. Um, Saya Kamatani. I would give Phoenix by Fallout Boy just because it's very upbeat and obviously she is the Phoenix, so I think that might fit well um, as a theme for her. Um, Natsuko Tora gets Animal I Have Become by Three Days Grace. Um, <laughs> oh, that's dope, actually. I love that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I would give... Hmm. Let's see. I completely run into a roadblock here. Stars and Kozen are all you have left. Stars is really difficult because I wouldn't give Mayu yeah. any other song, and mm-hmm. um, Hanan also wouldn't give her any other song. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's only Koguma and Ida, really. And Koguma's and, is great. Like, I love yeah, Koguma has a pretty solid song. Um, I think Ida's is fine too. Um, but like, I wouldn't. I would actively not want to change Hanan or Mayu, so that sort of dwindles it down there. Yeah, I think I'd change Ida's, and I'm I'm trying to think of something with like very heavy like drums to simulate like the gorilla stuff. Um, Honestly, I, it, like com- compared to your picks, I would think you would say like "Welcome to the Jungle." Like that's not like nah, considering she's the only. It's a bit yeah, too I upbeat. suppose so. Maybe the Iron Man song does that count? Yes, I know the Iron Man song. I mean, yeah, I think I think that would be good for Ida. Yeah, I'm, I can see it. Very yeah. stompy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I feel like this is just funny. I would give Tam Nakano something like California Girls or some shit just because. <laughs> yeah, or I some mean Doja Cat, you know, something wild. Honestly, Tam coming out to Doja Cat would be pretty based. Um, honestly, the Get best. Into it. Yeah, she'd hit that yeah. I think. Yeah, she would. That's true. She would. She would rock. She would do TikTok dances to Doja Cat all the way down to her to the ring. It would be great. Um, it'd be better than whatever the fuck she does now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I. I couldn't I couldn't think of any for Kozen, so yeah, Tam Nakano Dancing Queen, of course. That was the best thing you've ever said. That was yeah. <laughs> it's a weird fit. Because <laughs> it's but, just like this slow, swingy, dancey song and Tam is obviously just a fucking idol who slaps the shit out of people. <laughs> like Yeah. But you know, I mean, you know, I was also um I, I I'm so, I, we have a lot of questions, I'm kinda hanging on this one. I was going to choose like um, you reposted in the wrong neighborhood for Micah, just because that would be funny. Like, <laughs> like I just I like the meme song, the the meme song of 2016. Um, for Micah for no fucking reason. I think that would be hilarious. Um, but yeah, that, that's what I came up with. I I I like our list. I think that's really fun to like think. Oh, what song does like like captures wrestlers? Um, well, and I think that's why I like making music videos, even though I don't do them very frequently, because um, it's fun to just like um, see what sort of like captures their their essence and whatnot. So that was a good question. Um, thank you for for asking it. Next up, my friend um, Siri said a few. Um, starting off, what are your top five TJPW matches of all time? Um, I'm gonna let you go first. Yeah, um, mine are all gonna be fairly recent. Like I only got into Tokyo Joshi like, last year. Um, yeah. but my top two are obviously like the two most recent uh, Ito and Yamashita matches. I think they're just like the absolute peak of what Tokyo Joshi Pro can do. Yeah. Um, third would probably be uh, Rika Tatsumi and Miyu Yamashita because I think that was great. Um, and Rika Tatsumi absolutely rules. Um, fourth would be the um. It was Sari and Maki Ito against Aja Kong and Miu from last year. Yeah. And then fifth. I don't know, I really like this one. Uh, Mirai Mayumi and uh, Yuki Arai had a cool match there that I was like in love with. Um, so I'd probably go with that one, even though it's a bit of a weird choice, um, given that like I'm leaving out every Yuka Sakazaki match ever, even though she's she's pretty cool. Oh yeah, I left out Yuka Sakazaki completely too. Um, but... So I, I don't really watch CJPW like that, where it's like, I don't really, I, I don't want to say don't watch it critically, but I don't watch it critically. Um, basically, whenever I watch it, I just watch it, and I'm just like, oh, that was a fun match. That was a fun time. Like, I almost put that Aja Kong um, match with that just happened with Miyu. Like, I, I, I almost put oh, that. That was really good. Yeah, it yeah. was really good. It was really good. But, you know, it's like, I can't think like very i'm not very critical of tjpw matches in a way like oh i think this match was like incredible so yeah i put um miyu versus ito um seven and miyu versus ito six on there um the one from october and january from this year um i put miyu what uh miyu watanabe versus um rika tatsumi from february mm-hmm. Um, then I put I put two that I just like because I'm a big Masao fan. I put Masao versus Saki Sama um, from December 2019. That was the match that she switched back to Hyper Masao um, after being yeah. a heel for a bit. And also Hyper Masao versus Jun, Jun Kasai from 2018. 
uh, which actually happened on a TJPW show. So I could put it because um, uh, I was wearing, I was like, never. I was like, well, because a lot of matches from TJPW wrestlers, I prefer when they're in DDT. Like I mm-hmm. think, um, I think Yamashita had some incredible matches, like with Chris Brooks and just in general and like DDT. Miko and as well, stuff. wasn't it? She had yeah, a Miko yeah, match exactly. in DDT. Yeah, she, yeah. Like that's what I mean is that's like those were all in DDT, um, and those were probably they would probably make my list if they weren't. Um, but Hyper Basav versus Jun Kasai, um, I watched that like three times. It's one of my favorite matches. Uh, from it's one of my favorite intergender matches like of all time because it's just very um, has a lot of character to it. It's very very fun to watch. Um, so yeah, those are my five. Those are Alex's five. Um, another one from Siri is what is your modern day Joshi versus Gaijin dream match? Um, but you cannot pick a Stardom or WWE wrestler. Um, you do you want to go first, or yeah, I can go first. Um, right. mine is kind of. It doesn't. It's a hypothetical. Um, and I will say I would love to see this match a year from now. I'll put it like that. Um, mine is Miu Momona. Uh, why do I I put emphasis on the wrong no part idea. of names, um, today? But yeah, mine is Miu Momono versus Jade Cargill. Um, hopefully a year from now, Jade will be uh a good wrestler um but if she isn't then pretend i never said this uh and i think i think mio momono having jade to just like sort of base for um base for her i think that would be perfect i think mio is great against the bigger wrestlers who can just toss her around um and her comeback is always better against you know the bigger wrestlers i think she can make jade look incredible and i think jade can really um put over mio as like this underdog um if she had a bit more experience. So that's a hypothetical more than it's like, oh, tomorrow if they book this match, I'd be happy. Um, but I, I think that would be a fun little match to watch personally. How about you? Uh, that that match actually crossed my mind when I was thinking of this. I, I like, I shit you not. I was like, man, Mio and Jade Cargo would be cool. Um, yeah. In the end, I went with, um, I think Arisa Nakajima versus Thunder Rosa would be cool. Now, I'm not one of the huge Thunder Rosa fans, but I think, like, she would definitely work work up to Nakajima a lot better than most people could, and I think that would be really cool. Um, The only other one that really crossed my mind was, like, Trishadora against maybe, like, Miyuki Takase, because they both do, like, really cool uh, lariats. I think that'd be a cool match. Um, Yeah, Rosa and Nakajima would be the main one, I think. Yeah, and another thing about this is that, like, a lot of my favorite Western wrestlers were from stardom. So, like, I didn't want to put, like, Layla Hirsch in there or Jamie Hayter in there mm-hmm. um, because those are probably my two favorite, like, um, women's wrestlers from the West right now um, are those two. So I didn't really yeah. want to put them in. Um, so I think, like I said, if Jade gets better, I think she can be a perfect um, foil to me a moment Um Same thing with Nyla Rose. She was in Marvelous, even though that was a while ago. Um but Mio Momono versus versus Nyla Rose has happened before, so it doesn't like it would sort of take away that pizzazz. Um, but yeah, I, I, I that's besides the point. I don't like yeah. I don't like leading segments on Star and Quest. It feels very unnatural. <laughs> um, this is very that's... weird. Um, All right. <laughs> but uh, next up, one more from Siri is uh, what is an intergender dream match that you would book featuring a Joshi? Um, mine, and I feel like when you hear it, you would say the exact same thing is Momoaz versus Lucha Bros. I've probably said this somewhere at some point, um, but I think that is like, they are very similar tag teams in that there's one who is like a God at just running very fast and doing crazy shit. um, And one that is just a brutal stiff wrestler. Um, And I think they both like pair off like that very, very well. And they could mix match very, very well. Um, And I think they're 
both the top tag teams in both their companies. Um, and I think that's just, it's an easy match to book, but it's it's the match I would love to see more than probably any other. Fair enough. Um, mine is a bit weird. Uh, it's Miyu Yamashita against Brian Danielson. I think that would be cool. He would sell would like cool. shit. Like he would he would sell really well for for Miyu, um, and he'd no doubt take some of those kicks like a champ. Um, my left field choice was something along the lines of like Roderick Strong against Mayu Iwatani, which sounds weird, <laughs> but I think they would make it work because Roderick they Strong would. is kind of cool, and Mayu would just be like, "Listen, dude, you're getting dropped on that massive forehead, so it would it would be great." Dude, like I don't like that sounds like. That's one of those matches that's like, huh, that, okay. And then, like, mm-hmm. it, it would be incredible. It would be incredible, like, no doubt. Mm-hmm. I, I actually 100% uh, respect that answer. Um, next up is from Xavier. Um, he had some some stupid-ass questions. Um, <laughs> fuck you, Xavier. Uh, no. Um, so trade any modern Joshi wrestler with wrestlers from AJW, Arjan, um, Gaia Japan, and uh, Reina. Um, I don't under Reina literally is technically still open. Um, I don't uh, like obviously they haven't ran a show in like a year. Um, yeah, but they like that's not like a cla- like it's very out of place with AJW Arjun and it's, Gaia. It's fine. It's fine. I have okay. a meme answer for it. Um, but we'll get to that later. Um, for AJW, um, I'm gonna go first, and you could say AJW, and we'll you know flip flop like that. Yeah. Uh, for AJW, I put uh, Kamika Mikawa for um Yoshiko. I think they could just mm. in, in seedling. I think they could just murder their opponents, and it'd be a very fresh um, shift. But I don't think anybody would lose out on that one. I feel like Yoshiko could fit in, you know, early two thousands AJW very easily. I think mm-hmm. Mikawa could definitely fit in modern seedling, um, and I would just love to see all the matches there. So, how about you? I was actually leaning towards a, a Mikawa pick as well. Um, I eventually settled on trading. Momoe Nakanishi for Azumi. Um, hmm. I think Nakanishi in a modern setting would blow people's minds um, with, you know, the advent of the internet. Um, I think Azumi is, like, charismatic enough to where she could have been, like, a big star for AJW towards the end, and then would have continued to be a star in the scene throughout the 2000s. Um, so I feel like, you know, Azumi would slot into that time period really well, and her charisma would help her out a lot. Whereas, you know, Momo Nakanishi in a modern day would really be beneficial of, you know, the the kind of internet culture of, you know, gifts and stuff. I think she would go viral like multiple times a year. Oh, for sure. Um that's a really good pick. For uh for Arjan, I put this is sort of like a sacrifice, unfortunately, but I put um Akino versus uh for Starlight Kid. Akino would do very Ooh. poorly in stardom, in my opinion. Um, just because she's not the type of wrestler that rossi would push even though rossi mm-hmm. kind of had besides the point um she's just she's just not that she's not a stardom type wrestler but i think kid and arjan would be absolutely killer um i think oh yeah it would it would be a perfect fit for her um because she has that charisma but also she would be able to like work um and learn how to work very very well with the arjan roster um i just think kid under mariko yoshida as a trainer probably could be like one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Um, I think that would just be insane. So yeah, that, that's my pick for Arjun. How about you? I also went with Akino because Akino rules. Mm-hmm. Um, I swapped Akino with Asuka slash Venny because Venny and Arjun would be insane. Um, True. And I think Akino is like in her prime freelancer right now 
would be similar to I or um Momonakanishi and that like the advent of the internet would really help her kind of spread her her name because Akino was doing crazy shit in Arjan that like is only being repeated today. You know what I mean? Like she was doing the uh the over the top rope tope before, you know, Asuka and Saikamatani. You know, before yeah. one of them was probably even born. You know what I mean? Like Akino was doing that shit. So um yeah, I think Akino in modern day in her prime would be great. And I think Asuka getting to mix it up with like Omakai and uh kind of late era Ajakong and Arjan and uh, LCO would be would be great. Yeah, um I, I totally agree. I think Akino, I know we talked about this like many, many, many episodes ago, but Akino just needs so much more respect because she, especially in her prime, which is one of the greatest like high flyers in Joshi. Like she was just absurdly good um mm-hmm. so shout out to akino for that and nokia um as well different people um just so you know yeah uh, totally different um for gaia japan um how about you go first on the gaia japan what did you trade so i would trade uh gaia era akira hokuto for mm. takumi aroha um i think takumi is the star that gaia would have needed um to to really kind of take the mantle from some of the other legends um like a core roster of her Pato and, and Satomura to take over would have been amazing. Um and obviously Hokuto getting to commit murder in the modern day, uh primarily on Mio Momono would be <laughs> the best yeah. shit ever. So um that would be mine. Um so for these last two, they're kind of meme answers. Uh but I mean it would also be kind of funny. Uh for Gaia, it would be Crush two thousand, so the Crush Girl gals in their I am going to beat the shit out of you um, because I am the GOAT era. Um, I'm going to trade them with the magical sugar rabbits because I just think everything about that would be very funny. Uh, Magical sugar rabbits just getting beat the shit out of um, would be very funny to me. And I think Crush Gals um, in, you know, Crush Gals 2000 beating the shit out of everybody in TJBW and then doing a dance number um, with Up Up Girls. Great time. I want to see that. I, I bet I need to see that, in fact. Uh, there. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's my that's my trade off there. Um, and then Reina, I put, and this is kind of mean. Um, I put good Konami for a Waitotai Konami. Uh, oh wow! Because like, I mean, Sailor Konami was just on our level, man. Like, <laughs> come on. There. Um, so I also were... was thinking, I was thinking Shuri for a Waitotai Konami, <laughs> so that we'd have two <laughs> Shuris, because Xavier yeah. said I could do that. Um. But I, I I stuck with Konami for Konami. Right. I actually, sticking with the Konami adjacent, I would have went with Kana. I would have swapped Kana with, I guess, Konami. Yeah, Konami. Um, it was like Konami, yeah. I mean, Reina era, uh, Kana just, like, killing people in a way that I would be yeah. great. And uh, yeah, Konami kind of sacrifice there, I guess. Um Maybe even like Momo. I think Momo and Reina would have been cool. She would have had like a lot of cool matches there. Um, so either Momo or Konami for uh, for Kana. I, I feel you. I feel you. Um, next up, another one from Xavi um, is best Goyo Kong match against Kigetsu. It was a great mm-hmm. match. Let's be like, I mean, like, I don't know what. Like, I think he just wanted us to put over Goyo Kong for a bit, and I'm I'm okay with doing that. Yeah. No. Was, I mean, listen. Yeah. Until she um until she dethrones Psycho Clown and takes his mask, uh, her best match is with Kagetsu. So. Mm-hmm. You think that's ever gonna she happen? Should. That would be she so should. dope. That would like, be so should. dope, man. Yeah. 
No, like 100%. Sorry. She should, uh, I she mean should definitely take the... <laughs> Discussing Goya Kong and eating cookies. That is the life. It is. It is. It's a great time. Yeah, um, that Goya Kong versus Kagetsu match. Also, the match with her and Rebel Cal against Kagetsu and... I forget who her tag partner was in that. Speaking My of Rebel Kel, Rebel Kel saw me tweet about that. She knows mm -hmm. that I want Goya Kong and Rebel Kel to return. Thank you, base Rebel Kel. Hopefully somewhere out you. there you are getting these positive vibes. Um, Rebel Kel kicks ass too. You sent me a gift there of her doing Dude. a fucking crazy Hurricane Rana, and I was like, see? I told you. <laughs> she she did, and I am a sucker for using like the bottom rope. She did a bottom rope um, springboard, into like a head scissors tilt war. It was an, it was beautiful. It was absolutely insane. Um so yeah, shout out Rebel Kel. Her match against Azumi is still one of my favorite like matches just in general for no reason. It wasn't even like that amazing. But I just love that match for unconditionally. Um but yeah her them tagging together against Kagetsu and I wanna say Hazuki, um where Goya Kong actually beat Kagetsu. That was actually a really good match too. I, I really enjoyed that. Um but yeah so shout out Goya Kong. And shout out Rebel Cow. Shout out Tokyo Cyber Squad and the International Army. Um, that was a good time. It was a good time to be a Joshi fan. Um, next up, oh yeah, um, we have to book Kyrie's return. You sound so upset. <laughs> who who sent that question? Because I, I don't have the name on. Elkesh. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yes. Um, he he asked us to book Kyrie's return post Sumo Hall. So theoretically, she would return um December twenty ninth. Um, what would you do following that? So uh, I'm going to go first. I don't know how much you have like down for this. I would have her come back and immediately challenge Utami because Utami is beating Shuri um, in this theoretical. Um, I'd have her come back immediately challenge Shuri or Utami, uh, lose that match at the 11th anniversary show in January, um, do some tag stuff with Mayu, win the tag belts, hold them for a few months, lose them, uh, do her last five-star run, um, you know, don't win the five star, and then she probably retires in a singles match against Mayu at the year end show next year. Um, so basically, what Jungle would have done if she came back to stardom? Because <laughs> that's the like that's pretty much exactly what I perceived Jungle to do when she comes back is, um, you know, face Tommy, lose, win the tag belts again, lose them, and then face Mayu and retire. Like that. That's pretty much what I saw Jungle doing, and that's why I see Kyrie doing. I don't think that Kyrie needs, like, another title run, because I don't see her returning long-term if she were to return. So, like, just give her a tag belt um, with one of her best friends. I think that works. Um, it would be different enough. Um, it would basically have Kyrie do the, um, you know when EO first got rejected by WWE, um, just before she rejoined, or inevitably joined them? Um, where she won the white belt and stuff like that, I would basically have Kyrie do that. I would have, you know, Mayu beat Tam on a, a sumo hall, and then Kyrie is like, "Yo, what's up?" Um, and <laughs> as for the white belt title match, she'd win and basically hold it, for, you know, for like the rest of 2022, um, and you know, have a good few defenses. You could squeeze her into the GB then as well to set up, you know, the rematches for, for the belt or whatever. Um, and I'd have her drop it at whatever their big year-end show is to whomever they've primed to take over from from her. You know, maybe some like Sayakamitani or whatever. Hizuki. Um Yeah, or Hazuki, but yeah, I think I would have her um, basically in the white belt picture to, to sell tickets and elevate that belt before 
passing the torch to somebody else, kind of like EO did. Um, and you can maybe fade, fade her out as kind of a special attraction who comes in every now and then for, for big tag matches or whatever. But um, yeah, I, I would have her do the, the EO, EO run. Yeah, I, I think I think yours is in a more like mine is more like a literal. Oh, if she comes back, exactly what I think would happen. Um, yours is more like well, best case scenario, I think this would be the case. Um, I just I don't see her do it wanting. I I don't think she would phone it in, but I don't see her doing a lot. You know, like I I, I think she'd probably be pretty, um, not checked out, but not as checked in as she she probably might have. Not as checked in as Eo was. Um in her second stardom stint, you know, that alliteration fucking killed me, Jesus. Um, <laughs> I can't talk. Uh, so do you want to get into some of your questions that you got from, like, DMs? Because um, I still have Ultra, um, and I'll, I'll go into his, but his are a bit more long form, so uh, we can talk about um, them last, I think. Yeah, yeah, so the, the easiest one I got was that um, as a new fan of stardom, I'm kind of wondering, was Suzuki a big deal before she left? Um that is a resounding yes um, from me. Yeah, I, th- I think the best way to put it is that think of somebody like Sayaka Matani now, who is in a position to main event big shows, is in big matches, is in big feuds, just hasn't been given the ball yet. And you're just waiting on her to be given that ball so she can run with it and become a star. I think that's where Hazuki was before she left. She was like on the verge, probably, of taking over a weighted tie and getting a yeah. big push. Um, so I would kind of liken it to this year's Sai Kamatani, honestly, like where she was in big matches all of 2019. She was kicking ass, like she was having great performances. And then, you know, had she not retired, she would have been given the ball to run with as a big star at the end of the year. Yeah, you you probably did a better job of like for a newer fan to to describe her why she was so important. But I'm a that was the question. My, no, I know, <laughs> but but I'm my 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 question that I like par- paraphrased was what is all the hype around Suzuki for? Because um, that's sort of how I I interpreted it. Because I I imagine and no offense to Suzuki, I think her return matches have been pretty solid. Um, but there is definitely like a wonder of like oh people are really freaking out over this over this wrestler. What's like what's the hype? Um, because she hasn't had like that like you know groundbreaking performance um since her return yet. So I'm I'm just gonna give my uh little rant about how amazing she is. So obviously, um she was a part of the Wonder Years of Stardom, which was, you know, 2017, 2018, 2019. Um, and she was very, very important in all of those years. And she was arguably, and this is my opinion, I think she was the most athletic and the most aggressive wrestler on the roster. Um, especially during her you know, 2019 stint with Oedotai, she was just beating the shit out of people. Um, there's a classic gif of her throwing the high-speed belt at Hannah's head um, really, really fucking hard, and it was actually kind of insane. They almost got into an actual fight. Um, it was pretty dope. She she acted as a straight woman for Oedotai's, like, bullshit antics with Natsu and Kagetsu, um, whether it was Kagetsu's um, <laughs> Kagetsu's love for Azumi and Hazuki like <laughs> Hazuki singing a lo- love song to her where she like slapped her in the face and shit. That was a hilarious moment. Um, or Natsu just doing all of the all of the Natsu shit and you know her just being like Natsu, shut the fuck up. We're trying to ruin win a match here. Um, so yeah, I, I think that is all very uh, fun and good things that you should go check out if you want to. Um, also, just to like you know put it into some 
relative terms, she was the apprentice of Yoshiko, Yoshirai, and Kagetsu, three of the greatest Joshi wrestlers of this generation. So that's a pretty big cosign there, um, mm-hmm. considering that, you know, not everybody gets, you know, when they start wrestling, they get picked up by Yoshiko as a tag partner for Tag League. Once they return to wrestling, they get picked up for the second in command in a faction with Yoshirai and then gets stolen away by, you know, the fucking final boss of the world, Kagetsu. Like, that's a very big, uh, that's three very big cosigns for her. So... Um, I think she could return to that point where she's, you know, the most athletic, most aggressive wrestler on the roster. Um, she might not be there yet, but she she was genuinely one of the biggest, biggest points of stardom um, for multiple years back in the day. There you have it. There you go. Uh, you set Dylan off. Thanks. Um, <laughs> it's like, um, you know, the Simpsons meme. It's like, where they, oh, you give him a quarter, he'll be dancing for hours. Um, yes. It's kind of like that. So, oh, you mentioned Azuki, he'll be talking for hours. Yeah. Oh, nobody's brought up Ida yet, so, you know. Actually, I don't think anybody brought up Ida at all. So, no, no, because you know, nobody cares about Ida, you know. I will slap you, boy. <laughs> like, shut the fuck up. That's just, that's just ridiculous. You're just wrong. She came, she, yeah, I was so excited I when she was on that live stream with Mayu. I was like, Ida, yeah. I'm so happy to see you. Of course. Yeah, it was a good time. All right. Um, so, yeah, I, got, I have a few here. So, um, why do some fans think Momo is being buried? Um, primarily, I, I just don't think people. I just don't think people understand sometimes that like losing a match and you know losing a big moment is not in fact a burial. Um, I think a lot of it's just hyper focus on her booking, and I think the more you hyper analyze wrestling, the less you'll enjoy it and the less it makes sense. Because I mean, the way I always put it is, Britt Baker lost every big match before. She won the title off Sheeta, and it's still got the biggest pop that women's division has ever seen. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't really matter if the fans are behind somebody and they're they're still important. That they'll be fine. Um, and I think some of it is just that the Dave Meltzer report that I've mentioned a lot, where it was like, oh, they think she's fat or whatever, and which I mean, it didn't say that, and they didn't say that. It's just how people read it. Um. And that she's like the number four in QQ. And I think from then on, people have kind of had this weird, oh, she's, you know, she's definitely, you know, stardom definitely hates her. So now they're looking for that confirmation bias. So I think some of it is just people wanting confirmation bias. Some of it is people not understanding that you don't have to win every match and every feud to to avoid burial. Um, and yeah, I think that that's it for me, really. It's just they don't, they don't get it or they just, they want to see something and they're they're convincing themselves that it's happening. I think I think there's a bit more founding to it than you do. Um I I agree with your points, but I I think a lot of it is just the stark contrast that sort of occurred. Um cuz like so we we've, we've talked about this a million times, but so before COVID, the the two month break that Starm had for COVID, before COVID um, DDM did not exist. They existed for like a couple weeks. Um, Julia had got within there for a few months, maybe. You know, uh, DDM didn't exist. And before that, Momo, obviously it's a bit like a year earlier. Momo was Wonder Champion, one of the most prolific um, Wonder Champions of all time. Um, she was the firm leader of, of the company. Um, 
or yeah, the firm leader of the company, maybe, you know, second to Kagetsu, depending on who you ask, Mayu, you know, like she was top three in the company, um, undisputedly. And then post COVID and post Bushi Road, um, she was definitely not at that point and she wasn't in that role. So that contrast makes it feel like, okay, something changed and something did change. Bushi Road took control and they were like, oh, we should push you, Tommy. Um, and pretty much nothing more than that. Like that wasn't, there wasn't much else that, negatively affected Momo, in my opinion. Um, DDM's existence, maybe. But I think people are not a fan of change. And the drastic change from Momo being the top of the company to basically every member of DDM having a bit more um, agency than she does definitely gives her gives her a bit of a bad reputation from earlier Storm fans, if that makes sense. Though I do think a lot of it is just people wanting to be upset about something more than actually being upset about it. Um, I think a lot of it is just that people want to see Momo face Yoshiko or see Momo face Nanai or Arisa Nakajima. Like they just want her out of stardom because they don't watch stardom anymore. Um, I, I don't think it's like a genuine, like, oh, Momo is buried. I think it's more just a Momo ain't at the level that she used to be. And that sucks. Um, and I agree as a Momo fan. Like, I don't, I don't think that's unfair of a take, though I don't think the use of the term buried is necessary. Good question. Yeah, it was. Um, this is another great question, actually. These are all three of these are from the same person. Um, uh, with Starlight Kid's evolution after leaving Stars, is it better for roster growth to mix up or create new factions? Um, I think, yeah, definitely, 100%. Um, change is always, is almost always good in wrestling when you have the personnel in place. I mean, you know, this is reaching back into the into the bag of tricks, but I mean, Azra Kong's big push came about because AJW split Pokemon Toe into, you know, Bull's side and Jungle Jack. You know what I mean? Like, that was the emphasis for them pushing Azra Kong and Bison Kimura. Um, and we've seen it a few times in Stardom itself, you know what I mean? Like, Hana breaking away from Away to Tai and creating Tokyo Cyber Squad was the onus for her getting that massive push in 2019 and we're seeing it again now with Starlight Kid I think it's always good to to create as many opportunities as possible and when you change a faction or create a new faction opportunities do open up because you need a new leader you need a new second in command you need a new third in command and all those are people who you have to make important um so once you have the personnel in place I think change is definitely always good and uh there's nothing wrong with trying to shake things up a bit to unleash the full potential of some of your wrestlers. I actually disagree. Um, I am not a big fan of like roster or of faction changing because I feel like, uh, story wise, it doesn't really make a ton of sense most of the time, and I'm not a big fan of it. And also, I personally just do not like change personally. Um, but I do think there's a level to it. There's a definite balance there. Um, one thing. And this is no disrespect to Dragon Gate. I think Dragon Gate's a great company, um, and they have great wrestling. But I always disliked how often their their factions changed. Because anytime I felt like, oh, this faction's really cool, they would break up, and then all of them would go different places. And I'd be like, well, now I have nothing to love. Um, and that that sort of feeling of like constant changing, I don't like that personally. But at the same time, there's the New Japan effect where Chaos has been around for what. 14 years now um and i love chaos I, I think chaos is a great group but i definitely understand why people are like 
why the fuck does right, I, I, I think you're missing the point of, of the question because it was said is it better for roster growth and I think definitely you can't deny that it is better for these people to have opportunities open up to force them into a bigger spot I mean look I didn't love Cosmic Angels but like Mina and even Tam got so much better when they were forced to stand alone you know what I mean like so I think whatever your opinion may be on factions changing I think you can't deny that for the roster and them reaching their full potential, it is good to have them change scenery and to open up new opportunities like that. Yeah, I I I think so, but I think it's a matter of how important that is in certain terms. Like I agree, and I I do agree that yes, it it definitely forces growth. But I don't know if forced growth is always great because when Unagi is in a higher position in a faction than an Azumi is that's a weird it's a weird like it doesn't it helps Unagi's growth but it doesn't help the overall story of the company or the overall scenery I don't know it's yes the answer is yes it, it does help roster growth um but yeah, it's a, okay. I think it's a bit more nuanced for my in my opinion um to really how not. in what way well, like once you have the wrestlers in place you can do it and once it works it works like i don't i don't think there's any negatives there unless you're just being like really you know safe um but yeah i don't know um you do agree with the main point though so i mean yes yeah um right what's this what non so the next person the next question uh asked by the same person as the other two um what non-japanese wrestlers would reach the next level if they spent time in stardom um, I feel like Ty Conti stands out the most as like the most obvious one who like everybody thinks should go to Japan. Um, yeah, but honestly, almost anyone would would really benefit from like training in Japan and just getting used to the culture of how they work there. Um, so I don't really have anybody super specific. I just think almost anyone, um, that's still kind of developing and growing would would benefit from it. Yeah, I think Taikanti is a good shout. Um, I agree, because like, I think like someone like Anna Jay, I like Anna Jay, but I think she needs a lot more uh, just fundamental seasoning, I guess would be the best term. Um, and I think she would get that from going to Japan. Um, and so, yeah, I agree with that. This is not an answer to the question, but um, I just want to say... I think Lee Moriarty, even though he's not a Joshi wrestler at all, I think him going to Japan would be like God's gift to the world. I think that would be a per- tremendous fit. Um, even though this isn't a podcast about male wrestling, I think he would be like the perfect junior heavyweight in Japan. Um, him going to AEW is kind of meh. Um, I love Lee. He's, he's a good guy. Um, talked to him a few times. But yeah, I, I just overall think that... Uh, a lot of people would definitely benefit from going to Japan and just wrestling for a bit. I think just seeing Layla Hirsch, um, and I know I talk about her a lot, but she's one of my favorite uh, women's wrestlers in the West, obviously. Um, I think just seeing her from before going to stardom and after going to stardom is such a drastic difference. In like, And it's not even like she was bad before she went to stardom. I think she was always really, really good. But you could definitely tell that there's a bit more, like I said, a lot, bit more fundament, fundamental seasoning to her. Um, that she has this this game that is enhanced. Like all of her all of her all of her good aspects were enhanced going to Japan, and I think that can happen with a lot of wrestlers um, if they take it seriously and if they you know perform well. Um, yeah, I like that question. 
Mm-hmm. Um, let's see now. I have a few more. Um, let's see, the easier one is who are the next three to five white belt champions? Um, I think the, the ones that stand out to me are, are probably Sayakamitani and Unagi Sayaka. I think it's almost a guarantee that those two hold the white belt in the next two years at the very least. Um, I think Mayu might be the next champion, but if she isn't, then it's definitely Saya uh, that picks it up and then, then probably goes to Unagi. Um, I think maybe Himeka is somebody who could be in with a chance of winning it. And maybe Utami, I think they might move her down to, to that one uh, eventually just to, to complete like the Grand Slam of, of titles. Um, so I guess those are five, but only like three of them are certain. Um, and even then, only two of them, I would guarantee. Yeah. Um, I say Mayu, Starlight Kid, Pazuki, Jumbo, and Saya. Jumbo, yeah. maybe not. I think Jumbo might be, uh, Gotoed, unfortunately. Um, or she might be, you know, like maybe red belt reign um, long term, but I don't see t- next five, maybe not. Um, so I don't know, but uh, that, that's those are my five. Those are who I hope, and those are who I think in a way. I think uh, Kid could take the belt off Mayu, um, depending on how long term she's in Oedo Tai 4. Um, and she also, you know, like that, I think that's definitely her belt to win is I think the next time kid challenges for the white belt, she should win it. Um, but she shouldn't challenge for a while in my opinion. Uh, and I think Hazuki needs it. Like I, I like, that's just a personal thing that is like that Hazuki before she retires for good. I think she needs to win the re- the white belt or else like, it's just, it's just one of those things that's like, it has been built for so many years that it's like, if they just don't ever do it, I'll kind of be annoyed. Um, Cause I'll be just like, it's literally so easy to just simply give her the belt for a couple months. Like that just, it, it's just, it's her entire, you know, wrestling goal from the jump. So I think that has to happen. Um, Saya, like you said, it, it's just a matter of time before Saya gets the, gets the belt. Uh, Mayu, I think Mayu gets it next. And yeah, like I said, Jumbo. So yeah, those are my five. Um, hopefully Unagi is nowhere near it. Um, she could, she can get like a tag belt or an SWA belt. I don't really care. Look, I'll always tell you um, that Unagi push is coming, whether you like it or not. Dude, she all like, oh man, fucking Unagi. Yeah, I don't like, um, I don't like her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm aware. Um, yeah, I maybe pass it back to you if you have any more. I have a few more from Scott. Okay. Um, yeah, we can go into um, outros if you'd like. They're a bit yeah. more long form. I don't know if you wrote anything down, but I did. Um, so these these are from from Altro, loyal listener. Um, he sent a really nice uh, paragraph to us, and I, I really want to say appreciate it because that was very nice. It brightened both of our days. Um, but he has three questions. Um, the first one is that knowing Kiona is gone from stardom, what does this mean for Konami's long term story? Um, Arisa was a rival of hers, and she left, and then Jungle was a rival of hers, and now she's gone as well. Um, Konami's kind of having a, a rough time right now. Uh, what do you see for her future? Um, for me, I think that Konami's really lucked out in the fact that stardom decides on what is canon and what isn't. Um, 
So right now, as of now, I don't think Konami and Jungle, like, I, I think that never happened um, in the eyes of stardom. Like, it happened, literally, but, like, it has no bearing on any current um, story unless they want it to. And because Jungle's gone, it doesn't. So her main rival is now Shuri, and I think that's cool. Um, and even though Shuri has just beaten her every single opportunity she gets, I think that's a fine feud for Konami to be chasing Shuri for a while. Um, it's also You also have to think about that Jungle got injured a year ago, and Konami has had a year to adjust things um, without Jungle um, as a main rival or as a tag team. She has a, had a year separated from her. So unlike somebody like Tam Nakano, when Arisa got injured, or Arisa maybe not got injured, but when Arisa retired, um, Tam, it was a very instant shift. Like two months, she had, you know, this number one rival who, like, was she was having amazing matches with and against, and then one day she just didn't have her anymore, and she started, started to stumble. Um, and she had to stumble her way into the Julia feud. So it's different from that because it hasn't been an immediate change. Um, so I think Konami's going to be okay. Uh, I've been talking for a minute about this, so I think, Alex, unless I got all of your your thoughts into it, um, you can go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I think as far as what's next for Konami, I don't, I don't think there is any next. I think she is where she is now. She is a utility player who can slot in wherever they need, and they know that they've probably missed the boat on on pushing her big time. You know what I mean? Like, I think yeah. she's somebody who's very unlucky that you know TCS obviously had to go away. And then Jungle got hurt, and Arisa Hoshki got hurt, um, and you know the series stuff just hasn't worked out. I think they've missed the boat on really establishing her, um, unfortunately. And I think she just is where she is now, where she is just somebody who's very capable at doing whatever they need, and will be slotted in wherever they need her to go. Um, like I don't foresee any major things in her future unfortunately like i would push her to the moon like i've said that a lot like i think she's a great look could make a lot of money but i i do think that the the bow has kind of sailed on her probably for for stardom and i think she's just somebody who's very unlucky um that she never got the the big moments that she she could have had um and yeah i think her ceiling going forward is just being a tag champion or you know, an artist champion or somebody who challenges the the top belts and kind of pads out her reign. Unfortunately, she could win the SWA belt if it exists. <laughs> probably, in a year. yeah. I mean, maybe, but I mean, I think the tag belts are probably higher up than that. Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not as crazy about Konami as like most are, but I still think that uh, probably like Prime TCS Konami, one of the best. Uh, just like she was so good, like she. Oh my god, I um but that's that's enough about that uh next question or there that's sort of um a couple questions regarding nats kotora and hazuki um again these are from outro the the first one is um how do you think hazuki and nats kotora's first interaction plays out when natsuko returns um how about you take this one first yeah i mean if they're smart then natsuko comes back and, and beats up hazuki and is like i want my return match to be against you yeah. Um, and I mean, depending on what Hazuki's status is at that time, faction-wise, you could even do like, I want to take everything away from you. If you lose this tag match or whatever, you have to leave stars or wherever she is. Um, I think she probably just goes right in as as the antagonist to Hazuki. Um, 
maybe setting up a singles match or maybe just setting up a big faction warfare thing um, between Hazuki's group and a way to tie. And I think that's probably the best way to go about it. Um, if you want to, you could probably have Hazuki eventually join her, and I think they would be like a great top two to, to lead a heel stable. Um, but I don't know if that's where they're going to go with it. Yeah, I think um, it's telling, uh, and I know you didn't watch this match, but the Hazuki, um, the FWC rather, um, versus Oil and Water, um, Rina and Hazuki had like a, re- a weird, not weird, but like a little like standoff thing. Um, and it felt weird because you thought about it, it's like that's the first time Hazuki's met Oedo Tai, you know, again, has wrestled against an Oedo Tai member. Um, since she was in a way to tie and like there was like obviously there's not a ton of tension between them as individual characters but just that little like standoff made it feel like okay that's going to be like a kind of a thing um is the hazuki dynamic with a way to tie and i think with nasco being out for at least another six months that's kind of rough um because it means that it's going to take a while and we don't know how that dynamic will change um because hazuki could um be in a way to tie at that point a way to mm. could be dead at that point. Uh, in like you, we really don't know. Stars could be dead. Like time, like things change so quickly in stardom that it's hard to like calculate these types of things. But I totally agree. That should be Natsuko's first match back. I think Natsuko, when she's ready, should come out and attack Hazuki um, and say you abandoned us and um, act like you didn't do anything. You act like because she she tweeted that that was like you said what you said. Don't act like you can just come back. Um, after you abandoned us all, um, which I think is a, you know, it's a fair story. Um, it's sort of the story that Hazuki's being pushed with now, with basically everybody else on the roster. Um, and I think that's a great story for Natsuko, because they were tag partners, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think it definitely would be best if not, that's Natsuko's first big match back. Um, they could have it at, like, a big show, and that could be a singles match. Sorry, my dog barked at me. Yeah, it's all right. Um, yeah, I think another thing that might be cool, um, and they probably won't do this, is that um, if Hazuki... Did join Oedo Tai before Natsuko Tora came back, and then you had like a Gokumanto Jungle Jack style split where you know one of them comes the cool, you know, Oedo Tai of old, and the other one is the heel split off group. Um, I think that'd be really cool if they did that. Um, and, you know, Hizuki led the cool Oedo Tai, and Tora led the heel side of Oedo Tai. Um, so yeah, I think that would be pretty chill too, but I, I think it's more likely that you know, we get the, the singles match between them. Yeah, I, I honestly, that idea sounds really, really fun um, mm-hmm. to me. And, you know, obviously with how long it is before Natsuko comes back, I think that can work out. Um, though I think it is definitely looking like Hazuki's just going to be in Stars, and I'm cool with that, because I think Stars needs uh, another big player um, other than Mayu right now. So I think that would be a fun little thing. Um, but that's a great question. And then next up, kind of alluding to what you were talking about, um, another one from Ultra. So Kagetsu told Natsuko that she values winning too much and there are more important things than winning in the um, 2019 Grand Prix. Um, this guy does a lot of his homework. Um, and that she learned one day that she does not need to win um, to be good. And he says, do you guys think that Natsuko gets a major title when she comes back? And if so, is there a chance that that causes Oedotai to change back into their old selves? It would tie back with what Kagetsu talked about um, and about the need and the the want of winning um and so that i think that natsuko already took Kagetsu's advice um last year with all mm-hmm. the dqs and the chain hangings and all that shit um taking out the um the like just i think that was sort of what she 
got from that was, oh, I don't care about winning anymore. I just want to torture the rest of the roster. Um, yeah. Which is interesting because that was never like Kagetsu's like thing. Like Kagetsu loved fucking with the rest of the roster, but she was never like somebody who that was like the thing that was important to her. Um, so she took the advice, but she took it um, differently than probably Kagetsu intended. And I think that sort of plays into the fact that Natsuko is like past the point of doing anything for the old Oedotai. She's trying to rid Oedotai of its previous identity the best that she can, and she's said that before, and you can see that with her, you know, newfound hatred of Zuki. She doesn't want the old Oedotai to ever be spoken of again, practically. Um, so I don't see her ever changing back to, um, you know, Oedotai Natsuko, which kind of sucks, because um, Camo, Iro, Iro, uh, Camera, Ira Natsuko was one of my favorite wrestling characters ever i thought she was so cool um she was just the coolest wrestler like i i was fucking in love with natsuko at that point um but i think now she's past the point of no return as for her winning a singles championship i don't know um she could but i also don't know if stardom ever goes full in on like the world champion being a heel like that um they could, yeah. but I I don't know if I see that ever happening. Um, and I think it kind of plays into the fact that it's like she doesn't need to win. Um, she she like that's the entire point is that you know winning doesn't really matter to her. Um, so why would she win the biggest match that she could possibly win? You know what I mean? Yeah, no. To, to on the first point, I think uh, you're definitely right. She she is past the point of wanting to win. She just wants to cause chaos you know what i mean like she sets her sights she wants to do stuff and then she does it you know what i mean like she didn't she didn't want to win the match against stars she just wanted to take away from stars you know what i mean like that's that would be my big example there like she didn't care if she beat mayu iwatani she wanted to take stars away from mayu iwatani throughout the year um i think that is the natsuko that we have now um and I think we saw that even in the GP last year where she was just like, I don't care. I'm just going to get DQ'd. Like, your wins don't mean shit to me. Um, so I think she has already taken that advice on board fully. Um, and for part two, honestly, I don't I don't think so. Unless, like, the roster thins out or she's there for a long time, I don't think she ever gets one of the top two belts. Um, I think Stardom wants her to be important because, you know, she has a great look. She's very talented quite charismatic and i think that's why she is the leader of the heel stable she can be in important storylines as an antagonist without needing to be red or white belt champion um so i think that's where they slot her in and probably where she stays for most of the rest of her career depending on how long she wrestles um but i don't think she ever touches those top two belts i think she is in her spot now um as the top heel and what that entitle, entails in stardom is being in the faction warfare stuff, you know, being a feud that people are in when they're kind of out of the title picture. Um, I think that's more so Natsuko's spot now than, you know, being red or white belt champion. Let's not say that she couldn't be, like, maybe they give her a white belt run, but honestly, that, like, the, the you know, the title picture is just way too crowded to to really consider giving her the belt almost um as much as i would do it i don't think they will um because you know i don't think she needs it really with with how they book her yeah i'm in total agreement on that fact um and that is the all of the questions i have do you want to go into scott's or do you want uh get to the rest of the show because there's not yeah, much for us to do 
but it's up to you. Yeah, I mean, I asked Scott to 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 ask them, so it'd be kind of rude not to to go into oh, them. Yeah. So, um, how would you book a return for Io Shirai if she were to leave WWE and sign back with Stardom? I don't know if he me- meant like her return match or if it's like book her couple storylines. Um, maybe I will just do the return match because I feel like maybe that's what he wanted. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, hmm. My instant reaction is that she should face Utami. That should be her, her first match back. Um, if you want to do a couple of matches, that's cool. But I think the goal, if you do get Yoshirai back, should be to put over Utami. You know what I mean? Like Utami, as we've said last week, is the guy in stardom. And what better way to establish yourself as that than beating the Io Shirai? You know what I mean? I think that that's probably how I would use Io if she, if she were to become available. Is you know first thing putting over Utami. Um, if you want to stretch that out to across two or three matches, or if you want to make it a rivalry, that's cool. But that should be the first goal. Um, I don't know if maybe she leads her own Queen's Quest subunit or whatever and maybe gives Momo another a renewed purpose but I do think her main adversary should be Utami Hayashishta um, and maybe if you have time you get her to put over Julia as well Queen's Quest black and white versus Queen's Quest red and gold Woo! red and gold being Utami that would actually be kind of cool um, yeah. I yeah I mean this is a boring answer um and it, like certain things would have to change in Starm, obviously. But I just, I I think um Azumi's dream match is a great like idea. Is um her and is Io and Azumi versus Mayu and Starlight Kid. Um, Azumi's been asked for that match for like seven years. <laughs> so I mean, like I think that would be a great way to reintroduce her if she came back. Um, mm-hmm. and then yeah, I think a feud with with Utami would be great. Um, especially if Io puts over Utami. Um. I think that'd be fun. Uh, Utami has also been begging for an Io Shirai match. I think best case scenario, Io Shirai versus Utami. Utami's about to be, break her record. Um, yeah. That would be a great. That'd be a great story yeah. there. Um, and you never really know because like Io has changed a lot in NXT. I haven't watched a lot of her in NXT recently, but she obviously has a different um, vibe than she did um, as the leader of Queen's Quest. Um, in fact, when she when she turned heel in NXT, I was like, she seems more a Oedotai than she does Queen's mm-hmm. Quest, and she created Queen's Quest. I don't think she would join a modern Oedotai, because that just is a weird-ass fit. But it's also possible that she just reunites Thunder Rock. Um, and I know I say everybody, but I feel like that's sort of Mayu's um, thing, is she loves returning wrestlers um, and sort of tagging with them. She had it with Saki, she had it with Arisa, she has it with Koguma. Um, I could definitely see her wanting to do it with Kyrie. I could definitely see her wanting to do it with Io. So... Um, I think that would be cool. Um, and then, of course, if Io and Kyrie came back, uh, you know, a Thunder Rock, uh, you know, I don't know, them doing something together, or not Thunder Rock, a Threedom stuff, doing that stuff together before um, before one of them or all of them retire. I think that's what you want. I think that would be a really, really, like, that's, I don't want to compare it because I don't think it's it's comparable, but that's like the Crush Gals reuniting. You know what I mean? Is that it's like, like, because you would never really think it was going to happen. 
um, with three of them coming all together again. But if they did, it would be pretty fucking huge. Not as big as the Crush Gals, but it would be pretty fucking huge. So they would have to do something about that. Um, but that's just my opinion. Uh, I, I think there's there's a lot to do with if EO came back. Um, probably more to do than if Kyrie came back, because I feel like EO has a lot of shit she still wants to do, um, theoretically. But that's just me. Yeah. Um, Scott also... Oh my god, where did they go? <laughs> god damn it. I literally left the app and came back in. I didn't close the app, but it, it, it like, didn't load it. Anyway, um, so Hazuki, one year from now, how would you book her first year back in full? Um, I think the obvious answer to me is her and Koguma winning the tag belts from DDM. Um, kind of fulfilling her her whole like, hey, we'll let these outsiders take over thing. Then I would use that to to spring into a big Julia and Hazuki feud. I think you know, uh, Julia maybe wins the world title from Utami, and then she has a feud after that with Hazuki. Um, I think once Hazuki loses that, you transition right into the the Natsuko Tora and away to tie stuff. I think that would be a great use of her in her first year is to to go from kind of feuding with DDM and getting her own agenda out of the way to big match with Julia to Natsuko Tora. So that'd be mine. Do you think they ever addressed the Mayu thing? Probably, yeah. Mayu will be like, why did you come for me? And Hizuki will be like, I don't know, you're like the the leader of the company. <laughs> what else, like, who else was I going to talk to? Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. It's It's one of those things where it's like, you feel like they would have followed up on it a little bit, considering that they both have the same tag partner, um, but they just haven't. Um, yeah, I think I'm more of the thinking that Hazuki probably it's 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 hard because Suzuki's very young, like she's still only 23 years old, so it's not like she's like. It, she's coming back for a CM Punk tour, and like I keep, I, I've said this a few times, but it's like she has a lot more to do. Um, so, like, I don't want to like hotshot things where it's like, oh, well, she wins the white belt and the tag belts, and then she, you know, has this huge match. She main, she mains events to Tokyo Dome, and then she's done. She's not going to be done. Like, she's not going to be done in six months. Like, that's not what's going to happen. Um, I think over the next year, I agree um, with the beginning of yours. I think she loses to Utami, unfortunately. She wins Tag League. She wins the belts from uh, ALK. And then um, I think I think at the end of Tag League this year, I think she joins Stars, um, mm-hmm. Or maybe not the end of Tag League. Maybe like Edeon. Um, her and Mayu have a singles match. And after that, she joins um, because I, I can see Mayu wanted to face her first, and then like they like unite as a as a unit. Um, I think that'd be cool. And yeah, I think that she probably I don't know. She probably a year from now is October, so it's a lot of next year. Um, yeah, she probably holds the the tag belts for a while. Um, maybe you know gets close to winning Cinderella, maybe finals of Cinderella. She never even got close. Like she was never a tournament wrestler. So she never really did a lot of that. She can go to the finals of Cinderella, maybe even win the Cinderella. Uh, I think, you know, I think she wins the white belt by next December. That's what I'm thinking. Maybe not by next December, but maybe in next December. Uh, I think that's, I think within a, I think within a year and two months, she's white belt champion. That's my opinion. 
Um, right. I don't know exactly how we're going to get there, but that's what I think. Okay. That's um, fair. I mean, I'm, I think he... Um, how would you book it? So yeah, I mean, you you get to decide when she wins that white belt, my friend. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, you get well, to decide. Uh, she wins. The, she wins the white belt yesterday. So um, that's okay. that's crazy. <laughs> um, All right. No, I I think yeah, I want her to join stars. Um, I want her to do the Natsuko stuff. I think maybe Hazuki. Like honestly, Hazuki's future sort of depends on the Mayu uh kid feud. Because like, if kid wins the white belt. Okay, in... but you you yourself are booking this. I know, but I'm <laughs> like... thinking. I'm thinking. I like to be realistic, Alex. Come on. Um, yeah, I would say I would say Kid wins the wipeout off of Mayu next summer, um, and then Azuki wins the wipeout off of her um, next December. That's probably what I'm thinking. Okay, fair enough. That'd be cool. Um, his next question was, what should Stardom's next big rivalry be? Um, Utami and Julia. No doubt, 100%. That should be the one. Um, it's time. To, to do that, and uh, I think that's that's the next big one. Yeah, I mean, Julia's good at, like, rivalries. Um, even, uh, maybe not good at rivalries, because she just has a lot of them, and they usually um, are a bit too long-winded for my liking. Um, but, yeah, I think that. Julia versus Momo um, at some point next year, I think that would be good. Uh, I've been talking mm-hmm. about that forever, is Julia versus Momo. Um, being the post Utami world title feud, that's because I, I feel like, I mean Shuri versus like, ugh. it sucks that Shuri and Julia had that one fucking stinker because I never want to see that match again. <laughs> <laughs> but like theoretically, I think that would be like a good feud to have like as yeah. tag partners. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure. I, I think I think if Shuri wins, then it's probably Shuri and Julia. If Utami wins, then it's probably Utami and Julia. Um, and then after that, whoever is champion after that, I think it should be Momo's turn to have a big feud with the champion. Yeah, yeah, Momo should get her her turn in the rotation soon. Um, Scott's last one is assuming Stardom runs Budokan again in March. Book the card. Um, my main event, if they do Budokan again, is. Um, Utami and Julia for the red belt. I think that just makes too much sense. Um, the Wonder of Stardom title, maybe you do Tam versus Saya Kamatani if Tam is still champion by then. Um, this also depends on when they, when they do a Cinderella tournament. Because like, if they do it after, we like yeah, they did this year. Probably after. Probably after. Yeah. Um, I think maybe there's another all-star rumble. I think they might make that an annual thing just to squeeze some legends onto the show. Um, you maybe have a big match with Takumi there, a big Takumi offer match, maybe her and Mayu in a special tag match to, I don't know, sell some tickets. Um, I would have a high-speed title match that is Hazuki and Starlight Kid. I think that would be a big one. Um, and I think that would be a great addition to the card. Um, tag titles probably aren't on the show. Maybe a big artist of stardom title match, maybe like a DDM Cosmic Angels thing or a QQ DDM thing, just to keep that going. Um, yeah, I think my main matches would be Utami Julia and Tam Saya, or maybe like Mayu Saya, um, if they want to go that route. Um, and then the All Star All Star Rumble and like a Takumi special offer match 
Um, Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I'm thinking. Uh, yeah, I think top is Julia versus whoever the Red Belt champion is. Probably, probably Utami. Shit, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, probably Julia Utami. I think that could be Kid versus Mayu um, for the white belt. Mayu's white belt champion at that point. Um, by then, does FWC still have the titles? Yeah, FWC versus Momoaz. Um, my Himipoi might still be champions by then. So my Himipoi versus... Um, I don't want to see Kozen again. Uh, versus... No, wait. Yeah, versus Konami, Saki, and Death. Rina, Ruaka. Uh, so in a way to tie versus um, my Himipoi match. Who am I missing? Uh, Unagi. Of course, I'm missing Unagi. Unagi could be SWA champion by then. Fuck it. Why not? Unagi versus a foreigner, because by then Japan will be open. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Unagi can lose to a foreigner. That's it. Fair enough. Um, I think that's all. The the questiones. That was fun. I like doing questions. Yeah, they're, they're great. I think once you don't like overdo them, you you give people time to uh to come up with stuff, um yeah that's that's it okay then um let's suppose on to the normal part of the show with the the preview of the two tag league so the first show that's happening this weekend is on the thirtieth um it is a tag league show it's in the Hamamatsu exhibition event hall um. That venue is very familiar to me now at this stage. <laughs> um, in the opener, it's Koguma versus My Sakurai. Um, and then the other opening match is Suzuki versus Unagi Sayaka. So, so I swear to fucking home. God. No, no. I swear to God, if that goes to a fucking draw, I'm going to be pissed. I don't think Holy so. Holy shit. Suzuki Izuki probably just win. But Unagi's challenging for the white belt. So, so you know how they do that shit, and they love Unagi going to fucking draws. I guess, but I feel like there's already a draw on this show, and I don't know if they want to do fucking two. Better be, I swear to God, I'm gonna be punching the air. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so yeah, the first, uh, the first tag leg match. I mean, Hazuki has a... the Hazuki stroll. She could just, you know, she could yes. do that. Worst case. Yeah, it's fair. Um, but yeah, the first tag league match is a blue goddess match. It's Momoaz versus Sea Moon. Um, imagine Momoaz win here against the uh, the two trainees. Nah, nah, that's that's a Lady C victory right there. She's feeling like she's big go back in 2006, brother. I'm telling you, Lady C just needs some NBA young boy music, and she's about to win the whole fucking thing. I don't know. She'll don't never know. be broke again. Yeah. You get it? Because yeah. Young Boy never broke it. Yeah. 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 You get it. All right. Anyway, the next match is the Blue Goddess Tag League match. It is uh, Dream H versus uh, the Black Tiger Monster, um, which is Starlight Kid and Ruaka. Um, I don't like understand why they didn't just call themselves Young OED. Like, they've been calling themselves since they like started being whatever. I don't know. But 
I feel like this could go either way because I feel like Kid and Konami probably would have won this match. And if they keep that going, then you can just have Kid pin Nina. Do you know what the final day for uh, Cutie Pair Dream Age is? I did, but I forget. I, I think they are in a very important match. Okay, I don't think so. No. Let me just double check um, them. Let me just, you know, make sure. Because honestly, uh, I think Mina and Tam could do a lot as a tag team. They are... They're against Sarah Lady Lock- C and Waka on the last day, so Fuck. not a chance. <laughs> that yeah. sucks. Because um, I think that's like the, that's the tag team in in Kozen. Because um, I think yeah. they have the best, like they work together. Like that's not just me shitting on Unagi. Um, I mean, partially it is, but I think they have the best chemistry as a tag team in comparison to um, any other, uh, you know, constellation of the group. But so yeah, I mean, I think I think Dream H wins here. I think that works. Um, but you never know, because they like to keep uh, Kid and Ruraka a bit a bit feisty here. I mean, Kid and Ruraka can always just DQ themselves at some point. Um, that like that they're a way to tie, so they like to do that. Um, but I imagine they probably just lose straight up here, actually. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, the next match is a Blue Goddess Tag League match. It is Ponytail and Bushido against Blue Marine. And I think this is the draw. Um, could be. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I feel like Siri and Micah could just pin Rin, but then maybe you have this as a draw to to have kind of Micah and Siri drop points. Yeah, it's gonna be hard for them to drop points here because mm-hmm. they're both the next two. I mean, Hazuki, but they're both the next two. Uh, you know, red butt challengers. So. I don't know if they're going to lose points to anybody. I think it's going to be Mayu. So I think Mayu could yeah. win here, but like Mayu could pin Micah. I think that's not unheard of, but it probably goes to a draw. Um, yeah. But if if Mayu does win here, um, I told you so. But if she doesn't, I was also right. <laughs> you know, playing on both sides <laughs> here. Both saying, sides, yeah. so I always win. Yeah. So I always come out on top, even. Oh, Dylan, you're you're a match. Such joke. a good reference. Um, right. The next match is a red goddess block match. It's uh, Hemeka and Natsupoi versus Saki Kashima and Fukigen Death. Um, I don't know why this is the. I didn't say the team names. Just just go with it. Um, a little big fan of twenty twenty one. Yeah, I th- I think the DDM crew wins here. I think. Uh, I love Tokyo Sports. Already has too many points. Um, so yeah, they're probably gonna start losing. I know they have Dude, two, oh, but, you didn't. You know, you didn't even watch the the show. So yeah, they literally come out and like hand out Tokyo Sports magazines. No to people way. That. <laughs> yeah, that's Dude. amazing. Okay, I know this is a bit like this is about to be a simp moment, and I'm sorry, everybody, but Saki Kashima like handed one to a guy, and like they like started having like a, a brief conversation, and the way she looked at him, I was like, damn. If she looked at me like that, I would just, I would melt. I would just never, I would not be alive anymore. Because it was just, it, I'm sorry. I, I I started simping too much. That's my bad. But it was, it was, it was a time. Fair. Um, yeah. It's yeah. it's a very interesting, in, interesting uh, <laughs> entrance. It's very funny. It's fun. Yeah, it sounds yes. really good. Um, I, I sorry, I was confused there because I was like, we went from simping to <laughs> right back into it. Um, 
I, yeah, I'm no. good at that. I have ADHD, brother. <laughs> I just go back and forth to everything. Thing. You have to keep up, man. Right, right, 62 yeah. episodes into the shit. Fair. I see. I don't have that, so I, I do take a second to uh, to switch. Um... <laughs> Did I take a second to switch, huh? Um... <laughs> Let's move on. <sighs> anyway, the DDM crew are winning here, right? Uh, unless uh, Death goes for the same uh, JWP finish that she usually does. Yeah, maybe. She beat, she beat Jumbo, you know, in the five-star. She could just beat her the mm. same way. I suppose. But I think Little Big Planet needs it here. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, this is their first match of the tournament, so it would be a good kick Yeah, but, you know, once. yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Yeah. Um, the main event, then, this is beyond doubt. Uh, it's a Red Goddess match. It is Aphrodite versus Water and Oil. Um, and uh, yeah, I think Wait, Hopin and Reno are in the main event? That's dope, actually. Yeah. Well, That's you know, cool. it's it's um it's one of those that says, oh, the card is subject to change, but I mean, it's in the order that they generally... Oh, then they're not going to be in the main event. <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. I mean, Syrian, Syrian Micah against Mayu and Rain is probably main eventing. Now that I think yeah, about it. That's unfortunate. Um, but yeah, this that was the top match on the lineup. Anyway. Water, water and oil has a really good catchphrase. Like, Hanan didn't say it straight up, but they have a really cool catchphrase. Um, where Hanan basically says, "We're like water and oil, but blood is thicker than both." And I was like, "That is fucking dope, bro. That's perfect. That's a great. That's a great fucking line." Um, and then it wasn't. They just started beating the shit out of each other during the match. <laughs> it was great. Amazing. Um. Yeah, the next show then is the very next day on the 31st uh, on Halloween. Uh, this is in the Edionisak Arena number two. Um, the opener is a four-way battle. It is Mayu Ibutani versus Tam Nakano versus Lady C versus Starlight Kid. Um, this almost feels unfair to Mayu to put her in there with Tam and Kid, but Kid probably does still hate Tam, so that kind of negates that. But uh, yeah, that's going to be crazy. Poor Lady C is Wait, just like... Yeah, I was going to say, is Lady C odd man out again? That's pretty funny. Yeah, we love doing that with Lady C. Um, yeah. yeah, that should be a kind of fun, depending on what they play up. Um, the other non-tournament match is uh, Mina Shirakawa and Waka Skiyama of the Cosmic Angels take on Saki Kashima and Ruaka of Awaito Tai. Uh, presumably Awaito Tai will win there. They'll just they'll pin Waka. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, the first match on the lineup for tournament action is a Blue Goddess tag match. It is Ponytail and Bushido versus Momoaz. Um, Ooh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this is a good show. I forgot. Um, yeah, it's Eddie on Arena. They they always bring the big guns. Although you say that, and my Sakurai is in like, one of the top matches. So, I don't know. Yeah. Um, no, that's that's the one match that is not good. Um, oh, <laughs> so three, three of four on the top matches. But... Uh, yeah. No, I'm I'm just sad now because I realized that like Mask Fiasco is just so dead. Like it, it just mm-hmm. hasn't even been thought of in two years. Like that sucks. Um, so now I'm a little bit sad. But yeah, this will be a good match. I think Azumi beating Shuri works. I think I think Azumi pins Shuri here. Um, oh yeah. Because I feel like I feel like Azumi tournament wrestler. You know, just just keeps keeps the keeps the vibes going. Like Shuri just can't beat her in tournaments. I think that's perfect. Well, yeah, fair. I'm on board with that. Okay. Also, also, it keeps it keeps Ponytail Bushido from being like too OP. Um, 
if yeah, they lose to the two teams that are probably going to be the top teams, um, or at least draw to one of them and lose to one of them, I think that keeps them from being, you know, the winners. Because I imagine they win pretty much every other match. Mm-hmm. So. No, I gotcha. Uh, convince me. Um, the next match is a Red Goddess block match. It is Hazuki and Koguma of FWC against Himepoi21. Um, I think this probably goes to a draw. I feel like that's um, probably the way to go there. Uh, it's going to be so cool seeing Hazuki and Natsupoi go at it. That's going to be crazy good. Um, and Himeka and Koguma, that's going to be great too. Um, I love this match, actually. Honestly, every every combination sounds really, really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I, once again, believe in the Hazuki Stroll. Um, I think she could just pin uh, Natsupoi. And yeah, well... By then, they wouldn't have lost anything yet. Yeah, see, I, I think that's the thing, is that we don't know how strong they're going on Hazuki, so it's hard to know, you know, is she just winning everything, or is she going to be, you know, somebody who, like, draws these matches? Given that she didn't beat Momoaz, I think maybe it's more likely that we'll have draws here, um, rather than yeah. just her steamrolling no, everybody. She, it was it was Momo and Saya. Oh yeah, Momon's Okay, yeah, no, that's that makes a bit more sense. But yeah, I mean, given that she didn't beat them and also didn't lose to them, I assume she's on that level of kind of draws. Um, yeah, Hazuki was always kind of like a gas, glass cannon where she could lose real, like she could realistically lose most matches, but she yeah. always had a chance of winning all of them. And I, I don't <laughs> know if they're going to go back to that, um, or if they're going to just make her a bit more of a. Um, structured wrestler with like less um, vulnerability. Um, either way, I think it works, and I I don't see her losing this one. So probably a draw. But I also, mm-hmm. you never know because with three high speed wrestlers in this, like you you never really know. Um, yeah, that's can true. Really like, just go anyway. Yeah, Poi could get rolled up, or she could like get something on uh, Koguma. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, the last match on this card then is a Red Goddess block match. It is Aphrodite versus Unagisaka and My Sakurai. Um, please, for the love of God, let Aphrodite win. Oh my God. Don't even, even bring up the, the I contract. can't even fathom the, the other reality. Like, there's no way My Sakurai doesn't take the pin here. Honestly, I think Unagi and My Sakurai might be, like, the worst team Um in the yeah. world, yeah, probably so in like, history. Like even yeah. even Unagi and Waka, like would like they hang out all the time together. Like it's kind of funny that like there's a this... Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 